Woo! It's Papa Doc, and I'm here to sell cars, use trucks, whatever. I'm here styling, woo, profiling, doing what I can to keep you guys as much money in your pocket. Woo. Oh, baby, baby, who is this Papa Dog? What are you trying to sell cars to people? There's only one person you should go to, and that is my buddy Tom Stamets. He's got the cars, he's got the trucks. And if you don't want if you try to go to Papa Dog's, I knock you out. Todd Stinus? Ooh, who's that, Jack? He, hey, he cannot even wash my jock strap. Of you in the Bradenton, Florida area, there's only one choice for you. It's Tom Stamets, baby. Get it. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dirty dog, I hear you calling. I think it's time for the show. The sleep hold has got me confused, but maybe here we go. Mr. Hills and the dog from Maine, Event Status Radio. They're recording again. <laughs> Bagels and biceps all over my screen. What are we supposed to do? I know it's an unfamiliar voice welcoming you in here, but it's your old friend coming from Chateau Hills down here in the cold recesses of Chateau Hills in the in the cellar, if you will, welcoming you here to Main Event Status Radio for January of 2017. Of course, I'm not alone, though. I got the man who supported me through the, all the times, the star himself, the big man, Mr. Dirty Dog Darcy. How you doing, dog? Wow, that actually works still. <laughs> yes, I am the Dirty Dog, Mr. Beverly Hills. You don't know how, ex- actually, you do know how excited I am to get on Skype, chat it up about pro wrestling, chat it about real life. It's yeah. fun. I'm excited we... We just watched a Papa Flair commercial. <laughs> you laughed. We yes, just did the yeah. opening for that. Great times had by all. Oh, of course. Well, any time that we get together, it's a great time had by all. That's for darn sure. We share laughs. We share caffeine. <laughs> you laugh at me because I make myself a fool. Great oh, times. Oh, never, never, never. And any, any man that can't make himself a fool is no man I want to be... Uh, Next to that's for that's for sure. What did the great philosopher Elvis Presley once say? What I'm did a, the, I'm a fool for you? <laughs> I like thought that. you were gonna. I thought you were gonna pull out like the great philosopher. I don't know, like Kant or something. <laughs> no, the great philosopher Elvis Presley. Hey, that's fine by me. That's fine by me. The great philosopher Jimmy Buffett says. I broke my leg twice. I had to limp on back home. And that's us right now, limping on back home. And also words of the great philosopher and theologian Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> theologian Jimmy Buffett. Philosophy ain't for me. Laughing is my game. <laughs> oh, that one needs to go right above my, I don't know, my door. <laughs> you know what? So how's the, 
As you can oh, see in the Skype machine, I'm gonna shake up my eight ball. You have a tie dye eight ball? Is that that's pretty cool? Yes. And my eight ball says, most likely you're correct. <laughs> I so, so how have things been for you, my man? Things, I haven't talked to you in a, in a quick second. Things have been busy. I've been working a lot of hours to uh, try to make Mr. Beverly Hills kind of muddy. Oh, yeah. Because you are the richest man in southern Minnesota. Okay. But other than no. that, things have been fun. I've been trying to, whatever wrestling I can get around, around to watch, I've been trying to have fun, actually enjoy it. I've been starting to kind of pick up when uh, when uh, WWE or whatever else kind of pits in some sound noise. Yay! Boo! Or whatever else. I think, oh, I think after wow. two years or so of us podcasting, I think I'm starting to pick that stuff up. I'm literally speechless. If if the dog can start to pick up piped in chants, I I don't even know. I might just have to just give it up. I I'll probably just like hit the road with a knapsack on a on a stick at that point because that's one of the one of the few things I can know for sure. It's like death, taxes, and dirty dog Darcy not knowing when sound is piped in. That's what I like. I pin myself to, so I don't. My world would be shattered, Mister Beverly Hills, because of your world being shattered. I just kick up <laughs> old school for once. I'm gonna open up a can of Mountain Dew Throwback, <laughs> just for old times, Daddy. And by the way, you could probably make more money than me if you like took a took a bucket down to Division Street and started shaking it. <laughs> Well, I got my magic eight ball, so I can. Start. People will probably give you more money than I make if you're doing that. Or like, yes. have you ever been to? Well, probably if you when you went to wrestling events at like Target Center, you saw like the people with the five gallon pails and they're like hitting it, like playing the drums on it. Yes, you could probably make more money than I do at I, my job doing that. I could do Elvis covers. I could do Jimmy Buffett covers. I could do John Mellencamp covers. It'd be a great time. I would try to record a few songs, send it to you, and we can share some more laughs about that. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. So how were your holidays this year? Things have been fun. Been hitting out a lot with Mama D since, you know, life, is, life is short. I'm trying to appreciate yes. The people that I have in my life spend time with them since every day is special. Don't know when, you know, don't know when health is going to take a crap. Yep. So, been having a lot of fun trying to hang out with Mother D, trying to share some laughs with her whenever I have days off on the weekends. How have you been, Mr. Beverly Hills? Oh, you know, my holidays were great. We got to see the. The Mr. Beverly Hills side, we got to see the Mrs. Beverly Hills side. Everybody, everybody's good. We got you know got to got to see everyone and spend time with everyone, which is which is really good. But this is my segue to talk about: Did you see? Have you seen the holiday celebrations uh, in the world of WWE? No, especially the holiday celebrations of one Braun Strowman. No, I haven't, but I've seen pictures oh, of Braun okay. Strowman walking on the ramp holding yeah. a Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, two. So, 
the way that the holidays fell this year, luckily, they had two kind of Christmas-themed episodes of Raw. One in which he tossed <laughs> Sin Cara into the Christmas trees and the presents and all of that. And the second in which he, like you said, brought the Christmas tree down to the ring and chucked it in. Uh, I wanted, I wanted to get your thoughts or memories on, on holidays and wrestling and thoughts on what you feel about those and, uh, whether that's your kind of cup of tea or any, any big memories or whatever your, your feelings on that. You know, I've been, well, yeah, you, you sent me a couple days ago about, you wanted to talk about this and I've been, uh, Racking my brain. There's only one memory I have about watching wrestling on a holiday. Okay. Back in 2002, when July 4th happened to be on a Thursday, and I, oh, remember, okay. I remember watching Hulk Hogan and Edge <laughs> defeat Billy and Chuck for the World Take Team Championship. Right on. And I I thought this was going to be like JBL and an Uncle Sam hat or something <laughs> like that, but that must have been a different time. I doubted it later, I guess. I know it's years down the road. I know it's not a holiday celebrated by all, but Chris Jericho also won his eighth Intercontinental Championship on my birthday in 2008. <laughs> when you said holiday not celebrated by all, I, I really thought we were, I didn't know where we were going, <laughs> but I, I really like on my birthday. <laughs> what, what can I say? And it was, yeah, in 2008, and the crappy thing was, we, we just got back, uh, spring break for us in college happened the week before, so sure. my birthday was the first day back after spring break, and I tried to get a few people to come over and watch Monday Night Raw with me that night, and everybody was busy because they didn't do any homework over spring break. <laughs> I'm sure I was working that semester. I put in more hours than you put in right now. And I know that's hard to believe. I was that semester. I think I worked like 70 hours a week because I was the manager. And this is why I should never be a manager at anything because I end up just <laughs> doing all the work myself. But I digress. Uh, holidays, I, I've always, I guess I associate most of the holidays with WCW, they seem to be more kind of all in on that stuff. I think a lot of uh, Halloween Havoc, you know. Fair enough. Well, yeah. I guess when you said holidays and wrestling, I think of like Rhino Ross, Matthews, whatever else, actually on holidays itself. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, tell me more about WCW and holidays and Halloween Havoc. Oh, you know, I I really think back to like 90-91, they had the full like cemetery set up up by the ramp they had eric bischoff acting like a vampire (laughs) the famous intro where tony shivani acts really creepy was that invite some i'm not sure it's yeah it's in the early 90s i don't know i guess invites the kids into his house yes that would have been 1993 i remember that i remember that because 1993 howard havoc had one of my favorite matches ever. Ooh, I'd like to know what that was. WCW World Champion Vader in a non-title match, defeating Cactus Jack in a Texas oh, that, death match. 
That is an awesome match. I I will I totally level with you on that one. That is an awesome match. That's that's for sure. No, that's that's a good one. Yeah. So you got him inviting them into his house and then turning into a werewolf. <laughs> Just lot, lots of lots of good ones there. I don't really remember too much Christmas stuff. I know Christmas was always a a big time back in the in the older days of wrestling. Looking back at Lots of promotions held really big Christmas cards, um, especially down in Dallas. Yeah, world, which we, world class championship wrestling yeah. with a hot old lady in the front row. Oh yeah, I don't get older. Better. <laughs> I need that shirt. You you know who actually you know who needs that shirt? Who who Mr. Beverly Hills? Mama Darcy. Heck yeah. She needs a shirt that says, I don't get older, I get better. Because <laughs> I don't think there's anyone right now that more personifies that uh, that aura. I Mrs. have to say, the, Mrs. Hills probably comes in easily number number two on that. <laughs> well, she's, she. I don't like to, I'm, she's not getting older, not yet. Not yet, anyway. That's why she's, not in, she's not in that cougar territory that Mama D's in. Are you trying to say something, Mr. Beverly Hills, on the she's podcast? Looking the, she's looking for those young studs, brother. And you are anyone in the? No, no, I'm a happily married man. But anybody in that North Central region between the ages of eighteen twenty-five, <laughs> they're looking for an older lady to take him by the hand, and you know, whatever. That's Mama D for you. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think we could have veered off topic farther. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Let's try to steer it back in. <laughs> so anyways. <Yes. laughs> so anyways, um, after all the fun of the holidays, I feel like what inevitably comes next is uh, New Year's resolutions. And... I wanted to kind of double double whammy this. Uh, do you have any personal New Year's resolutions? And then do you have any New Year's resolutions that you'd like to see uh, the wrestling game kind of kind of do for this new year? Uh, I guess for a new personal New Year's resolution, I've been I guess it's something I've been trying to do the last few months is do my best at anything that I do and stress less about the rest. I like it. That's a good one. Then about wrestling-wise, I guess, just try to enjoy wrestling whenever I watch it. If it's the current product, if it's anything old school, if it's stuff that other people suggest, try to enjoy it. I know that times, most of the time I feel like I do enjoy it, but I like the older stuff, like the current stuff. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you and I have... Many a debates on the podcast, out the podcast, about how I just listen to the crowd and that's it, and that's how <laughs> I judge stuff. I am trying to not do that as often in 2017. Cool, cool, cool. All right, for me, I'd say personally, you know, uh, last year sucked, so this yeah. year it's. Uh, to try my best to, you know, kind of take a lasso of my health and like everybody does, but you know, it's been, it's, 
Last year wasn't the best one. And then uh, for wrestling, I think just try to, I guess, to just consume as much as I can. I, I really want to just kind of kind of watch whatever. Um, yeah. You, you, know, you, know, you know Mr. Beverly Hills. Yes, sir. If you need a dentist, I think I can hook you up with one. A dentist? Dr. Isaac, Isaac Yankum. <laughs> awesome. Or awesome. if you want a legit doctor, Dr. Tom Pritchard. <laughs> I believe, Well, I don't think I need him because I believe his specialty area is desire. <laughs> I don't think I'm I'm needing a doctor of desire right now. <laughs> well, you know, Doctor Tom was, if I, if the rumors and innuendo that I heard is correct, Doctor Tom was one half of the body Donis. He was, yeah, of course he was. He was uh, Zip, so he could help you become a body Donis. <laughs> yeah, well. So speaking of the, this leads us good into the body data conversation. Maybe the, I always found it weird that Tom Pritchard was a was a body data because you know no offense to to Tom Pritchard he's obviously in and even in 1995 in way better condition physically than I am, but he he didn't exactly cut like uh, an an Adonis fr- uh, frame. You know he was kind of round. He he had, was kind of toward the end of his career. He'd been wrestling for a long time. Uh, I think out of all the people you could pick to be Skip's uh, partner in the body down is I don't know if Tom Pritchard would have been my guy. You know, I know you absolutely love it when I reference wrestling podcast on our wrestling podcast. Oh, hey, that's fine. If you have insight, I love the insight. I do. Okay. Tell me about There's it. one podcast that's been that started within the last probably three or four months called Something to Wrestle with yeah. Bru- with Bruce Pritchard. Right on, yeah. And I can't. I was re- hoping that was the one you were going to reference. Yes, and I can't remember. <laughs> ex- I think it may have been the Sunny episode that they did. I don't know, probably three, four, five shows back, and okay. I'll see you talk about Sunny in the WWF since Bruce Pritchard was. McMahon, you know, one of McMahon's right hand, right hand, yeah, you know, yep. for like the better part of the eight, mid eighties, mid to late eighties to the early two thousands. That also they talked about Sonny and the WWF and all that, and obviously since Bruce and Doctor Tom are siblings, they talked about you know the Body Donis and all that. Since Sonny was a manager of you know the Body Donis, and it sounded like that Doctor Tom and Chris Candido were really good friends and sound like Dr. Tom was one of Chris's uh, mentors. Oh, sure. So, well, from their time in Smoky Mountain, I'm yeah. sure. So it kind of sounded like because of that, when they wanted to kind of do like a take team thing for, you know, Chris Candino and Sonny, they, you know, brought in Dr. Tom since he wasn't really doing much wrestling with Smoky Mountain at the time. They Well, so, well, let me, I'll fill in the gap. Smoky Mountain had closed. Okay. And they, and they were looking for then... Uh, most of those wrestlers had kind of been absorbed into uh, WWF at the time. That's why we get uh, Dirty White Boy as T.L. Hopper. We get uh, Tracy Smothers as Freddie Joe Floyd. We get the um, – oh, shoot. 
the one that was on the tip of my tongue. Was the man, head bang, the headbangers are kind of brought in at that time? Was, so yeah, was Man Mountain Rock in? Uh, no, no, okay. no. Oh, he was he was a, he was Max Payne, so okay. he was from WCW. Uh, yeah, I just for some reason I thought he was in. Yeah, but yeah, that, right when I started asking, I remember. Yeah, that's right. We talked about that before he came from WCW. Yeah, no, that's okay. But yeah, so anyways, I okay that now that starts to make sense. I guess my thought would be then, why do we have to give him a crew cut and make him try to beat to, uh, Chris Candido's twin brother? I I, I, <laughs> I I just say, if anybody's interested, go and check out that episode. It was a fun insight from you know, Bruce Pritchard talking about Sonny and all that and talking about, you know, kind of... Kind of, you know, getting talking to Doctor Tombo, cutting his hair and dyeing it, and all that oh, fun yeah. stuff. Oh, was he on it? No, or no, was it just Bruce talking it, about it? It's just Bruce talking about it. Oh, okay, okay, cool. All right, because I would have been interested in hearing actually Tom's thoughts on that because he he always was flicking that yeah. long curly hair. So, and then you had the jiggle <laughs> right next to him, <laughs> always dancing away. Oh yeah, oh yeah, showing showing him what what's up. Um, so then to go with that though, do you, would you like to see like WWE have any New Year's resolutions? Do you think, what do you think they could change now here in the new year to, to try to make things better or, or do you want them to continue things or whatever? Just what's your, what would be your resolution for them? I know we talked about this. Shortly after the draft happened this past summer, and I, I guess I wish that they would change, try to make Raw and SmackDown different in a sense that, like, the, I can understand wanting to do have the same stage or whatever else, but it'd be nice if they shot it differently. If just change one show up for the other, make it completely different, not approach B the same show. On on Monday nights and on Tuesday nights and all that that that, that was one one of my biggest things why I really don't care to go and watch the current stuff either on YouTube or on the network when it gets posted like a month afterwards is that everything just seems like the same thing that Rob Smackdown feels like the same one one show broken up in two different nights. Yeah, I would completely agree with you, and I'd love to see them really try to make those products different. I I think when I read the people that I read online who who really like um SmackDown, they they try to say that that things are presented different, but I guess I would just say that the only difference is that there are better performers on SmackDown, not necessarily that there's really anything different. So if anybody I and I feel like if you go online and you read these things where people are like, oh, no, it's so different, it's so different. If you really dig into their commentary, the only thing is they like AJ Styles and The Miz and, um, you know, Ambrose and Ziggler and all of them better than what's on Raw. I, I don't think that there's really any difference. And I, I would agree with you that I'd really like to see some type of presentation different or, or something. I, I guess, don't know. I guess just – I. Since the bread extension, I haven't really, I haven't been c- catching the full pay per views. Each pay per view that 
WWE's put it on. I think was the TLC was the first one that I actually watched from start to finish. Okay. And I feel like at least a little bit I've watched of you know the pay per views. I do feel like at least on the SmackDown brand pay per views, they have I think one or two camera angles that is different than what Raw has. I think it's kind of like they don't flash to it enough though. Yeah, which I think. Yeah, which I you, like you just mentioned that it's sad that they don't do that more differently. Even even it, like I said like a minute or two ago, even if the stage is the same. For Raw and SmackDown, it would be nice if SmackDown, they try out the different camera angles and all that to make it different than Monday Night Raw. Yeah, or I mean, like, now almost the the cow's out of the barn on this one, but I would have I liked if we could have seen uh, one show that didn't have an authority figure being the puppet master. You know, could we have something where the whole show is presented in a, in a more kind of organic fashion that you don't have the, the, the same thing. And it, it right now it's the same thing. You got a McMahon and then a surrogate on both the, both brands. Um, or I don't, you know, there are different ways you can present. I, I like the idea that the announcers are in different positions, but I think you could even go a step further with that and really, uh, I don't know. I I keep like toying in my head like what I want to say, but I feel like with one of them you could almost present it like how sports commentators are, you know, where they're really not involved. They're just kind of calling the action kind of thing. But that would really that would be a really strict departure from a McMahon style product where he really wants the guys, the commentators, to be the storytellers. Yeah. Um. I'd almost like I would like to see a product where, uh, you know, the storytellers are the wrestlers. Right. And uh, go I, ahead. I don't like to interrupt that often, but no, 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 that's okay. You mentioned that kind of reminds me of when we did the Great American Bash of the Beach tour the other summer. You know, covering you yep. know Hulk Hogan turning heel, dropping the leg, dropping the leg on Macho Man, and how both of us really like the fact back then how Nitro, you know. Beginning of the show, end of the show, we go to the announcers. At the beginning of Nitro, they recapped the main stories from the week before, kind of let the fans know, hey, this is what's going on. And at the end of the show, they, at least, you know, in 96, what we watched, the few Nitros, that they recapped what happened that night and kind of try to get us excited to hook us to come back next Monday night on TNT and we'll see what's next on Nitro the following week. Yeah, that's something they could do. I I like the one thing that they've added is almost, I mean, you wouldn't call it sideline reporters, but almost like sideline reporters, especially they're doing this. And I know you don't watch it, but on 205 Live, the what, one of the running jokes on the law radio network is that they call it just all these various um, brunette backstage reporters. There's like five different of them. It's Joshua Fuentes, Charlie Caruso. There's like two more that I don't even know. But anyways, one of them like does post-match interviews with the wrestler as they're like leaving, which I think that's a really cool thing. It's, it, it's very more like off the cuff. Oh well, yeah. Type, I, type of deal. It, I guess when you mentioned that, I remember, like I said, 
This would have been right around SummerSlam when we we did a podcast, kind of you know, post draft. It's like the first week, couple weeks of Raw. They were trying to yeah. do that, and I remember you talking up how much you enjoyed that, how much you liked mm-hmm. it, how much Raw. They're just seem like seemingly changing Raw for the first few weeks post draft, making it seem different. And how I laugh and kind of chuckle because that didn't last more than a few yeah. weeks. You're right. You're right. I think it's uh, it's just old old minds going back to their old things that worked 20 years ago. And I think if we ever really want to see new year's resolutions in wrestling, it's got to be new minds and it's got to be people willing to try new things. Talking about things that worked 20 years ago, Mr. Beverly. No, 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 no. I was going to say talking about trying new things and trying to, and listening to the crowd and letting the crowd dictate what you're going to do instead of letting what you planned out in advance dictate. But we're talking about the same thing. Are we? Yeah, we are. We're talking about Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Mr. Beverly Hills, it's not who's next, it's who's last. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I I mentioned that because you know when we were talking back and forth, but you know again this week coming up to this weekend talking on the podcast, I mentioned I wanted to talk about Goldberg Lesnar because yep. two main event status radio episodes ago I had Joe Drillian on. We talked about Goldberg Lesnar from WrestleMania twenty. You know the following podcast we got your thoughts on everything and all that and. Also, I want to talk about the Survivor Series 2016 match, how it went down, and afterwards, I wanted to wait, I guess, a few months, roughly two months, month and a half, afterwards to talk about it to let things simmer down because I felt like the night of Survivor Series, at least what I saw on Twitter, I felt like a lot of people were, well, one, shocked and surprised, which... Sure, I'm thrilled about because I feel like that's one major thing that wrestling's been missing. In words again of Jimmy, completely Buff- agree. In words of Jimmy Buffett again that I, well, I guess to tie it in with Jimmy Buffett that I want wrestling to be unpredictable. I don't like the fact that wrestling seems predictable. I know it's, I guess you, know, you can call us smart marks or whatever else that can I can I am can I add an addendum to that? Yes, I think. And I think you'll you'll agree with this, but correct me if I'm wrong. It needs to be unpredictable in a fashion. Yes. And, and what I mean by that is like you should be surprised, but not like what. Yeah. Like I feel like someone who we probably talk about too much because his he doesn't really matter anymore. But like Vince Russo, he went for the surprise just to surprise. Yeah. Just to be unpredictable. It's a, where it's a you, swerve, bro. Yeah. You you want a, a bit of unpredictableness, but you at the same time, you want your viewer to think back and go, oh, yeah, I could have seen that coming. And that I, kind of thing. And I feel like that's Sorry, what I, happened in the Survivor Series 2016 matchup. Because mm-hmm. after you know the pay-per-view went off air, Fade to black. I turned my, my WWE network off. I, you know, was getting unwinding for the weekend, kind of getting ready for to go to work the next day. I was thinking more about it. 
Buddha work or Buddha work? Buddha work, man. Buddha work. Words of that granny from Dallas. Boo. <laughs> but I, after thinking more about it, I what another thing I really enjoyed about that finish that you know the match that ended in eighty six seconds or whatever that the statistic <laughs> is is that it tells a story and that's one thing I I guess going back with the New Year's resolution thing about pro wrestling that we were we just talked about like five minutes ago I wish that wrestling would tell more stories like that you know we don't need. I know you've talked about this many times on the podcast about how seems like WWE is still in the attitude era mindset. Yep. You know, started out the show with a thirty-minute monologue yeah. and and all that. Like, like I mentioned, guy interrupts it. We make a tag team match. Blah blah blah. And I, that's, you know, <laughs> kind of tied it in too with me talking about WCW. You know, a couple minutes ago as well. I. And that's one thing I enjoyed about WCW back in the day. And I wish WWE would do something different to, you know, like you said many times on the podcast before, let's, you know, show off the guy's strengths. If, you know, like Goldberg, if he's yeah. more get in, get out, dominate somebody in 90 seconds, I want to see that. If, yes. You know, guys like Seth Rollins are known for more of the high fly, kind of like the cruiserweight style from WCW in the mid to late 90s let him do that you know if Stone Cold comes back and cuts a promo let him do the talking yeah. let the Rock if, do the talking yes. and, yeah. right. if somebody is good at talking let them talk yes and that's one thing I've enjoyed about this Goldberg Lesnar build up from two, from two Survivor Series leading into the Royal Rumble here in a few weeks and also, I'm sure you heard the same rumblings as well that those two will most likely face each other at WrestleMania 30, 33 down in Orlando. And honestly, I hope if that's the case, their their I guess rubber match be more like their Survivor Series match compared to 13 years prior at WrestleMania Madison Square Garden, and not be a match where they half-ass it like they did before. Yeah, well, I think I hope that they kind of build off what happened at Survivor Series and really kind of take that and, um, you know, I would assume do something different, but yeah. still, yeah, use use that and really try hard and and try to do that. I guess. Hey, well, as a side note, yeah. when we, when you were talking about WrestleMania, how disappointing is it that uh, New Orleans is getting WrestleMania again? That is that is sad. You know, Minnesota. Well, since we're, I don't know where both of us are biased, since we're yeah, you know, well, Minnesota girl, Minnesota, you know, Minnesota residents, and all that. But I've heard many a times before. I know you've heard the same thing that Vince McMahon wants to keep WrestleMania more in a warmer climate. Yeah. And I, that's one big thing that is a strike it's, against us. Yeah, it's always going to be against us. But hey, we just built this freaking monument, you and I did, yeah. with our tax money. I want WrestleMania, man. And honestly, <laughs> I do not know why bringing WrestleMania to Minneapolis, to the U.S. Bank Arena, I do not know how that... No. I do not know how that would help us taxpayers pay help pay off that new building and the new stadium. You would you wouldn't see how it would do uh, it. I, I know, I know. Oh, I take that back. I probably was mumbling, rumbling, 
not paying attention to what I'm saying like I normally do. No, no, it it's would, okay. Just I feel like fine. it would help. Yeah, of course it would. Off the stadium and all that with bringing in the Hall of Fame, NXT, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. It would help, you know, bring in money into Minneapolis, into Minnesota, yeah. and it would help. I'm, I'm sure it could easily pay off the new arena. Well, it would help. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because we're already getting. See, you don't care about this stuff, but I'll enlighten you. We're getting the Super Bowl. We're getting the Final Four. Um, obviously, those are the two big things. But uh, yeah, WrestleMania would be the cherry on top. And like when you talk about, yeah, you got uh, those WWE sponsored things. You're getting all those. You just go look once. And type in all the all the independent shows that are going to be in the Orlando area in the week prior to WrestleMania. There's probably 50 shows yeah. that are going to be there. So I uh, yeah, I'd love to see it. And and now this news that I've heard that they're just going to like rotate between five cities. Oh man, I, makes me sad. I haven't heard that, but yeah, if that's the case, that'd be very sad because I feel like they'll be. A bl- that would be a blood. I I liked WrestleMania one ten and twenty since it was at Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay, but I I don't mind going back to the same arena if it's once every decade or so. But I feel like once every three, four, five years. That's way too soon in my opinion. Yeah, the the five would be Orlando, New Orleans, Dallas, San Francisco, and New York. Those would be the five. Which sucks for us because yeah, right. It would be nice if there's a location more in the Midwest or whatever for even in yeah. Chicago or something that or Detroit or whatnot that St. Louis you, or whatever. Yeah, it'd be a lot closer for us Midwesterners yeah. to go. Closer to us is probably Dallas. Hmm. Maybe we can find that old lady from World Class. Oh, jeez, I don't, I don't know if I want to see what she's up to these days. It's still at thirty-three years later. I don't know. You know. Uh, if I meet her, I just wish Bill Mercer could call that action. Is, he, is Bill Mercer still with us? <laughs> I think. I haven't heard that he passed away, so I assume <laughs> so. It doesn't sound like he got. Oh, it doesn't sound like he got put in the internal sleep hold quite yet. <laughs> oh, shit. oh my god! Man, you. You are the man. You are the man. You are the man. Oh, my you're, God. You're right, boys. You're right, baby. I am the man. Oh. <laughs> that happens every time I take out my megaphone. Oh, my gosh. That's Dude, hilarious. You just freaking... That was bomb. You no, that was awesome. He's in the eternal <laughs> sleep hold. Yes. Uh, he is 90 years old. He yeah. is still alive. That's Do you cool. know that Bill Mercer served in the United States Navy Did aboard he? the USS Rixie hmm. as a signalman? He participated in five invasions. Wait, wait, wait. He took part of the ECW, WCW invasion of the WWF in 2001? I wish. He and his wife were married nearly 70 years wow. before she passed away. That's that's Very impressive. He, uh, do you uh, own his book entitled Play-by-Play Tales from a Sportscasting Insider? 
I did not should. realize Bill Mercer had a book. I am very <laughs> tempted. I don't think it's about wrestling, so I, I would probably stay away from it, I guess, Darn. if I were you. I was going to say, we could do another Dirty Dog book club on Bill Mercer's <laughs> book. I do not want to listen to uh, <laughs> Bill Mercer. Oh, gosh. I barely could handle listening to him. I don't want to read what he wrote. Okay. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania and all that, what? Uh, where do you think we're headed for WrestleMania? What's kind of your thoughts uh, on that? Are you? I'm sure you've read kind of like speculation yeah. on where we're headed. Which, uh, which are, I, are you excited then for that? Which I wanted to talk to you about that. I guess this year is kind of hard to say, unlike the last few years, on who might win the Royal Rumble. I've been hearing it might go different ways. I'm excited to see where the Goldberg-Lesnar feud goes to that we discussed. I am looking forward to seeing what they do with AJ Styles, if he retains or loses the title to John Cena at the Royal Rumble, if he holds the title to WrestleMania, who his WrestleMania opponent could be, or, you know, all that. I've been hearing rumblings that maybe, just maybe, Braun Strowman wins the 2017 Royal Rumble and go on and challenges Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania. I'd be fine with that because with now how it looks like because of that Survivor Series main event and the um, and the reaction it got, I assume we're getting Goldberg and Lesnar as the main event. So you can kind of slip that Reigns-Strowman match in the middle. You, it doesn't have to necessarily carry a show, yeah. you know. That makes it a lot different. If you would have told me, you know, four months ago that the our main event was going to be Reigns and Strowman, I would have probably barfed in your face. But, but I, but I also think that I also think Strowman's done a really good job in this last month or two. Yeah, uh, and I he, guess he's really got me excited. I think so. That's one thing. Yeah, to tie it in back with Goldberg Lesnar and all that. I that's one thing I do like about. I feel like WWE is doing a good job, if not a decent job, protecting Braun Strowman. I yeah. heard I heard he his, I heard his last man standing match with Sami Zayn this I think this past Monday night as of us recording was probably the best Braun Strowman match that he has had since he's been on the main roster at least from him and Sami have been pretty good together yeah, yeah. I, as of the people I listen to on Review and Raw you know they've been plugging it away so I, once it goes on the network or if it's on YouTube I'm tempted to go out of my way and watch it because. You know, the people I respect are talking highly of it. I want, I am interested in going and actually watching, taking time out watching it. And, you know, talking with the Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown match, I loved Braun Strowman's participation in the match. Mm-hmm. When I, I originally heard he was in the match, I wasn't that excited for it. But after, because that was one of the two matches I did watch from, from Survivor Series. And I, I loved, I loved, how everybody in on both teams played a different role, had a different kind of, I feel like, different kind of style that they brought yeah. to the match. And Braun Strowman, I felt, was great. He could be, I guess, in a way, the next, I don't know, Big, big Show slash The Giant in WCW. He could be, I guess, like the next Goldberg in a sense, the next big mm-hmm. monster. Just a monster. Yeah, like very, very rarely gets beat. If he does, it'd be like a Survivor Series with. Uh, I, I, 
I want to say Mikey Whipwreck, but I know that's not James Ellsworth. That's his name. I gotta read my Dean Bell for making a mistake. On You're that awesome. One. I wish it was Mikey Whipwreck. That would have been sweet. You know, Steph is you know having uh, Ellsworth you know grab his leg to get him a get him counted out, mm-hmm. or yep. like at the last Raw pay per view, how it's Sami Zayn last ten minutes against Braun Strowman, he proved something to Mick Foley and all that. You know, not you know giving Braun Strowman kind of ways fluke losses for that sure. to still make him look strong. That's mm-hmm. what what I like. I just wish that I know I understand WWE wants their stars on TV every week. I just hope that less Braun Strowman, the better, and all that, and let him. Well, I th- I think for him the less is more big yeah. time, and big I, time. I because I, I know I've heard this too, like on house shows, they've been kind of trying to give him longer matches with Sami Zayn, like ten fifteen minute matches mm. to try to help better him up because I've heard. Him on Talk is Jericho, this probably be within the last few months when Jericho had Strowman, Luke, Gall- or Luke, get what? Uh, Gallus and Anderson on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay, Gallus and Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I got confused on the names, but yeah, doing like a. No, that's okay. Don't talk, worry about it. Well, they call it talking shop. You know, I had those four. Just, oh, yep. You know, talking about the business and all that. And Jericho was asking Strowman, like, okay, I don't know much about your career. Tell, tell me more about your career and sound like. Uh, Brown Strowman didn't have, if I remember correctly, didn't have that many matches in, in before he got brought, think... brought up to Raw. WWE's approach has been training Brown Strowman in and all that, which has been great to hear that you know they they're trying something different with Brown Strowman than what they are known for doing the last fifteen years. Yeah, right on. He was on the yeah he was just on the NXT house shows. He never made it on NXT TV. Um. I'm the the biggest thing about these these WrestleMania plans and uh, and all that is almost to me what's not going to happen and I'm so happy that we are not gonna see another ring the dig bell uh, Shane McMahon WrestleMania match. Just, I do. Oh my God! I'm so glad we're not going to see Shane McMahon, Brock Lesnar. Same here, yeah. Oh, like I said, the I've, the biggest thing is that we're not seeing that for me. I I did hear rumblings about maybe Shane McMahon against Triple H, but what? It sounds yeah. This would have been shortly after this past WrestleMania, but I heard too oh, okay, that sounds, sounds like closer to Mania we get this year. More and more talks of bringing Triple H back and having a face against Seth Rollins, which be oh, which be. would be a hell of a lot better match yeah. than Triple H versus, versus Shane McMahon. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be uh, Triple H and, and Seth Rollins. I th- I think that's it's gotta be. I don't see there's really no any anywhere else you can go with with Rollins. I guess. And thinking of it, I I know I'm pretty sure you've heard the rumblings too about John Cena. You know, tied up Ric Flair's 16 world title reigns and possibly surpassing okay. him. And Ric Flair sure. saying publicly that he's okay with it. Records are meant to be broken. He's perfectly fine that Cena, you know, tied him up and surpassing him because Cena's been a company guy, which I totally agree with Flair on that. Cena's been great with the WWE the last 15 years since he's been with the WWE. What are you okay with if Cena? 
ties up Ric Flair's 16 world titles, and would he be okay with that? And if he breaks it with number 17? You know, I really think I would. I, I really think I would. I think um, if you would have told me in, oh gosh, maybe 2006 or around that time that John Cena was going to break the Ric Flair record, I probably would have been pretty upset. But I think these last few years, uh, John Cena has really proved his place as a legend and as someone who, you know, deserves this. And and I think I'd be fine with it. How about you? I fully fully agree that. See, like ever since he lost the WWE title to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam a few years back, it seems like John Cena's been, in, in my eyes, me personally, that I feel like he's been showing us something different that it's not all about titles come, titles go. He's more or less trying to put on a good match, which for the longest time, I've admitted this many times before, that I've never really liked John Cena because yeah. I'm, a, I'm the one that doesn't like the same things that most everybody else likes. That I'm just weird, <laughs> I'm just weird that way. But you're, you're a contrarian. Yes. But just like you said, the last few years, he's been putting on great Raw matches, pay-per-view matches, yeah, granted, you know, at the end of the feud with like with uh, Bray Wyatt, Cena and Rusev, yeah. Cena has to go over, but he yeah, still didn't super dig the end of feuds, but yeah. yeah. But he still had great matches with those two with Kevin Owens. I've been I guess getting an itch to kinda of go back and watch some of the Cena matches that he's had from two thousand six to two thousand ten or whatever, you know, matches yeah. where what I, I absolutely hated him and want nothing to do with him. I wanna kinda of go back and relive those matches to see if if he is as bad as he I thought he was or since my opinion of him changed, kinda of go back and relive some of those matches and because I want to change my opinion on him Cena not being as bad as I always thought he was. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with you. I'd love to look at those matches and see with a different eye if if things look different. That's a that's a really good point. I'd love to do that too. And partially because I was there live, I would oh, love geez. to watch a rewatch the John Cena JBL I Quit match from Judgment Day 2005 live at the Target Center. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Pipe to chance. <laughs> I had to do that cheap plug. Yeah, no, that's okay, brother. But <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, I'm just ex- in ways I'm excited for this WrestleMania than I have been the, in the last few WrestleManias, which is saying some, I, mean, I guess, a positive note, a positive notch for the WWE. Yeah, right on. All right, well, brother, I almost think you know we're at that around that hour mark. Think we're almost ready to take her home. Uh, just is there anything that you want to plug in, or it's for not not like but literal be, plugs? Before are we, there before oh, we do okay. that, kind of going over the the outline that you sent. Yeah, let's yep. talk about the different things that the WWE Network's trying to do differently. Oh, okay. I want to All talk right, we can do that. Since I know you're more into this than me, I want to oh, get your thoughts yeah. on the 205 Live doing the UK tournament for the UK Championship. And all that, that I wanted to, I guess, get your thoughts about that. That before you do, I 
enjoy. Granted, I haven't watched 205 Live yet. I am thinking about going out of my way sometime when I have time to watch the UK tournament after it happens because I feel like WWE is trying to do something different on the WWE Network, giving yeah. the Cruiserweights an hour on the WWE Network to do something different. The UK tournament, and the something might do a show on the network sometime too. Yes. And with NXT and all that, I feel like the WWE network is finally starting to shape up to what, the, what us fans, hardcore, diehard, old school fans wanted it to be when, when it first was rolled out two, three years ago. Yeah, well, I think, actually, I sorry, I'm going to like a little contradict you a little bit. I think when us old school fans just we just wanted to see this as a repository for all the old content which it has become but as the network went on i think what they found is that what really drove people to watch was new stuff oh. and um all this new stuff that's being put on it is is for that reason but i'm i'm really digging 205 live i like the uh, what they're doing with the cruiserweights. Haven't watched this week's, but I've watched everyone uh, up until then. Um, love the stories that they're doing. Love love the matches. Kind of wish they let them kind of go off, uh, do their own thing a little bit more in the ring, but, but good there. I'm excited to see this uh, UK tournament. Uh, kind of see what those guys can do. Uh, I think I think the network is is getting to be even better. Sorry to burp there. Burp. Even better of a deal than than it was, and uh, I, I I really like it. I find myself going to the network a lot uh, in my spare time. One thing I like that I had to open up the main event status yellow yellow to Mister Beverly Hills. Okay, tell it, me about it. Is your burps? Oh come on, man! I thought I've done a good job um, leading this podcast, and then you open it up to the burps. Come on, man. You know, something, Daddy-O, one thing I enjoy doing is us giving each other crap, man. <laughs> if you right. just reach your hand up to your computer screen, listeners, <laughs> put up your hand up to your earbuds or however you're listening to us right now. Feel the power. Reach out and touch the hand, the paw of the dirty dog. You guys can feel the power of the dirtiness, brother. Can you <laughs> the feel it? the dirtiness? Can you feel it? Can you feel the transfer of the dirt from my pot to yours? Oh, girl, the dirt. <laughs> oh, my God. But I guess well, I, I just been loving the fact that, granted, yeah, they have been uploading as much old school stuff that us older fans would like, but I'm happy that they're at least... Trying to do something different with, yeah, the 205 Live, NXT, the UK tournament and all that. I'm happy that they're doing something different with the WWE Network than to try to bring in different fans of the current product. Right on. I Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then maybe they get hooked on the old stuff too. Yeah. But then to kind of go to what you're talking about, about kind of cool stuff I've watched or listened to lately. Again, I want to wrestle. I want to plug something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard because mm -hmm. I've enjoyed listening to Bruce Pritchard's take on some of the big things that happened in the WWF like like I mentioned with you know Sonny in the WWF they just sure. did the 1997 Royal Rumble since 
This year's Royal Rumble is the 20-year anniversary of them being in the Alamo Dome for 97. Yeah, they're going back. Yeah, it's cool to hear the business side of wrestling, which is one thing I liked about hearing, talk, hearing Bruce Pritchard talk because I feel like it's something different to listen to. That's not just you know, a fan's perspective. It's not a journalist's perspective for like, like Dave Meltzer or Wade Keller or whatever else. It's somebody who was in the trenches with Vince McMahon and kind of give his take on the backstory behind Russell's biggest angles or stories or personalities or whatever else. So if you guys want to listen to a two- to three-hour podcast once a week about old-school stuff, a different take, I would, suggest, I would highly suggest something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> that sounds good to me, man. I, I've listened, or I've, I told you what I'm on watch, and mostly... Uh, 205 Live, trying to catch as much as I can of, of just kind of everything. Uh, listening, really digging into the, the Law Network. I love Review Ron, Review of SmackDown. Uh, they just started this thing called Keep It at 2000, where <laughs> two guys who first put themselves through the pain of watching TNA for the last however many years they kind of finally stopped that. Now they're going to put themselves to the pain of watching every nitro from 2000. Well, (laughs) I, I am interested. I might go and actually listen to that. I laugh at keeping it 2000 because I'm sure people know Conan has his own podcast Mm -hmm. called keeping it 100. 100. Yeah. So I laugh because of that. It's a, I feel like a, a tease on Conan's catchphrase over his podcast, and I also laugh because everybody knows who listens to this podcast that I love Conan O'Brien. Oh, okay. And when he said "Keep yeah, It Two Thousand, I thought about in the year two thousand. In the year two thousand. Oh, I love that. So man. when you said that, that's one of the first things I thought about. <laughs> so good man. That, that makes me laugh uh, I guess I like I mentioned earlier I really liked the two main matches from Survivor Series this past year with Brock and Bill I liked the Raw versus Smackdown's elimination Survivor Series match it, it, it that ended was something unexpected with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton defeating Roman Reigns which yeah which I, I was not surprised expect that either because I was surprised at that because it seemed like Roman Reigns is getting the John Cena 2005-2006 circuit <laughs> push on, how, you know, he's undefeatable, untouchable. He's forcing us to feel him, John Cena. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's just something unexpected and all that. And so that stuff I've been loving, I, uh, you kind of mentioned about plugs. I rewatched the big show defending the ECW title. It's huh? Ric Flair from ECW on Sci-Fi from yeah, July, tell us about it, brother. July 11th, 2006, which I did a podcast on over huh? on whatitwascool.com slash dragonkingcarl.com. I am starting a um, – we kind of exchanged emails about it this past week since you were thrilled to hear that I am teaming up with Carl Stern, which is a yeah, great really – cool. Great wrestling historian from WrestlingObserver.com. He's yep. trying to start up his own podcast on retro things when stuff was, well, when it was cool, whatever yeah. it is, and all that. I am teaming up with him with doing a wrestling podcast when, I guess, when wrestling was cool, either for me, for whatever guest. I had Carl Sturd on last weekend 
talking about Big Show versus Ric Flair and putting over, Carl put over that this match with the Big Show from 2006 was probably one of Ric Flair's last great matches from his last run in the WWE. Ah, right on, right on. Which I am proud to announce that for my second guest, for my second show on (coughs) Wrestling with the Dog, would be Mr. Beverly Hills. (laughs) I did. I did not expect that. I I knew that we had something in the pipeline, but I really, when you're like, I'm happy to announce. I was like, oh, he's got somebody else for for episode two. That would be episode three. <laughs> when he said my name, I'm like, oh god, swerve. You're the man. You're the man. I don't have really any plugs. Uh, you know, we'll, we can run down the basics. Uh, obviously, go to whenitwascool.com. Listen to Wrestling with the Dog. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at uh, Beverly Hills underscore or no, just Beverly Hills MES. <laughs> uh, you can find us at Facebook at uh, Main Event Status Radio. How do they check up on you, brother? Uh, at on Twitter at Dirty Dog MES. That's dog as in D A W G at Dirty Dog M E S. It was it was awesome talking with you, my man. Uh, I I very much enjoyed it. Looking forward to doing it again. The pleasure pleasure's been all mine. And for Mr. Beverly Hills, I'm the Dirty Dog. We'll catch you guys in the next main event. Later, haters. Down here at Papa Flair's used cars, you are guaranteed woo to get what you need. Let me tell you, slamming, woo, wheeling and dealing, woo woo. Son of a gun, I'm having a hard time. Woo, keeping these prices off the ground. Tired of used car salesmen? It's time to change your perspective on car shopping. At U.S. Auto Sales, you get the buying experience that you deserve. U.S. Auto Sales. Better vehicles, simple financing for all credit levels. Almost have a third, a, a second guest on the podcast who meowed down the stairs. Oh, she's leaving. She's leaving the recording studio. <laughs> well, what what do you expect? Dusty doesn't want to feel the power of the dirty paw. She doesn't want to reach out and touch your computer screen. She heard the dog and she went and she turned around because she only. <laughs> you sound like. Uh, um, jer- junkyard. <laughs> Grab them cakes. Oh, is that all you do? G R A B T H T C K A S. Grab them cakes. Oh, is that all you do? You grab them cakes. Oh, I don't care what it takes. Grab them cakes. Oh, you're listening to the dog. 
<laughs> I'm just a sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. Oh, I got start again. Start again. I'm just a sexy dog. Sexy Kurt. I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. I'm just a sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. And I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. Woo. Hands out the merchandise. <laughs>